There is brilliant creativity in Jesus in this chapter in scripture, in John chapter 21. Honestly, the first time I ran into it, it blew my mind. We'll see if it blows yours in just a little bit. John chapter 21 is the chapter for today. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And uh, I tell you what, why don't you go ahead and start reading because I always tend to read too far. Okay, no problem. (laughs) How many verses is it today? It's 25 25. verses, so I get up to 12, 13. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there, Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. Now, some have speculated there. I think Peter's thinking, I really messed it up back in Jerusalem. I denied him three times on the night that, you know, that Jesus was betrayed. I, I denied him. I'm just going to go back to fishing. I actually think that that speculation is is, is pretty accurate because fishing, yeah. uh, fishing wasn't just a sport. No, you no. know, for him that was his that was, yeah. was the way he made a living. Yeah. So you're not just say, "Well, I'm I'm tired. I'm going to go fishing." I think yeah. he just felt unworthy. Yeah. And two, in a little bit, we're going to see Jesus calls him yet again. Mm-hmm. We'll come and to yet, you know. I, I, somebody was making fun of you for fishing. Uh, because they caught more fish than you. Oh, everybody catches yeah. more fish. I'm a terrible fisherman, but, <laughs> but I love it. But you love it, yeah. yeah. But I, I think of that because Peter uh, didn't seem to be a very good fisherman. No. <laughs> Toiled all night. We haven't caught anything. That's right. Throw him on the other side of the boat. Yeah, all of a sudden, the boat yeah. is sinking. Oh, yeah. That's been me this <laughs> summer. Well, this is coming. So yep. here we go. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, and they all caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach. And this is one of my favorite, favorite mm. parts of scripture. In yeah, fact, I love this too. I, you know, I, I know it's kind of weird to talk about tattoos, but I have a tattoo in my finger of a campfire and a fish because of this very wow. narrative right here. It's my favorite stories in scripture. Yeah. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach. I don't have any tattoos. Well, I'd, we'll go after I'd, this I'd one. Re- get, I'd rather go to heaven. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> You said that when we were in Israel, and there's this older lady that got a tat- got a tattoo, and she was with me in Jerusalem, and she just got her tattoo, and you said that to her, I want to go to heaven, and she looked at me, she goes, oh, she was terrified. She's like, Junior, what did you just do? It's like I didn't, I'm not sending you to hell, honey. It's, he's oh, joking with when you. I say I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I I have a I have a conviction against tattoos because I have a conviction against unnecessary pain. That's what it comes down to for me. Anyways, my favorite story in scripture. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who it was. He called out, fellas, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right hand of the side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did. And they, they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. And it just goes back mm-hmm. to when Jesus first called Peter. Yep. It was Same reminding him happened. of his calling. Yep. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard it, it was the Lord. He put on his tunic for you, was stripped for work, jumped into the water and headed to, so he just jumps off the boat. <laughs> the others stayed in the boat and pulled the load of the net to the shore for they were only about 100 yards from shore. <laughs> just like comedy here. When they got there, and I love this, when they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. I actually picture this. The boat got there. And after the disciples got out of the boat all dry and walked up to the fire, yeah. Peter comes crawling out of the water yeah. from swimming Soaking to shore. <laughs> now, I want to point this out in verse 9 because yeah, this is this where is I love really this. really good, yep. Is John says a charcoal fire was waiting there. Hmm. The last time we saw a charcoal fire, 
in Scripture. Mm. It was the night that Jesus was betrayed and and yeah. Peter was standing around a charcoal fire when he when he denied Jesus. Yeah. Smells play a huge role in memory. Yeah. Um, when I think of when I smell the the smell of leather, mm-hmm. I think of when I was little and I would ride on the back of your motorcycle, Dad, mm. and my nose was pressed up in your leather jacket. Mm. Wow. And so anytime I think of I smell leather, I think of being a kid riding the motorcycle. Mm. When I think of when I smell caramel popcorn, I think of going to the carnival with my grandpa. Oh, yeah. It just, you know, that the smell brings you your memory. Charcoal fire would have done that for Peter. Ah, last time I smelled this, I felt a lot of shame. Yeah. And now Jesus is going, I'm going to change that memory. And we're going to change this oh, right cool. now. I'm going to create this charcoal fire and we're going to create a new memory now. That's so good. He says, bring some of the fish you've caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and get some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who, who are you? They knew it was Jesus, the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to the disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? I believe he's talking about the fish. Do you love me more than fishing, which you wanted to go back to doing fishing? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs. Do ministry. Go feed the sheep, Jesus told him. Verse 16 Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. And I know I got to hand it to you, Dad, but just just a verse here, sorry. Hmm. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that he asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Why did Jesus, so he makes a charcoal fire, and then he repeats the same question three times. Why? Yeah, because in front of the charcoal fire before, yeah, three times he was asked yeah. three times. You know, yeah. Jesus. And some make too much out of the use of words there that Jesus said used different words for love, and then Peter used different words. And actually, these these words are used interchangeably when you're talking about uh, friendship, kind of uh, love and care. So I, I don't see so much in the different use of the words, but I do see significance in the question being asked three times allowing Peter to answer it three times. And I think that Jesus, in a sense, was acknowledging, I know, I know you love me. And yes, you messed up. But I know you love me. Now let's do something about this. All in front of that charcoal-smelling fire. Yes. It was just brilliantly creative and so extremely loving of Jesus to make Mm -hmm. breakfast, have a charcoal fire, ask that question three times. I'm going to create a new memory in you. But also in front of the other disciples, who all of them would have known about yeah. the denial, and I'm right. sure that there had been a lot of whispering about yep. it. Yep. You know, with G- Peter's ones, and I will never deny you. And I'm sure there was some of that that was going on. Jesus wanted to do this in front of them because now Peter truly is going to be the earliest leader of the church after Jesus ascends. Yeah, he's going to be the earliest leader before Paul. That's right. Uh, you want to take in verse 18? You bet. I tell you the truth, when you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hand and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go, which was to condemnation. And Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. And then Jesus told him, follow me. He's saying, hey, even in these really tough conditions, I want you to follow me. And the fact is, you're going to follow me even though you're going to wind up dying because of it. So he, he's putting within him this confidence that you can do the right thing. 
Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, well, what about him, Lord? Meaning John, the one who's writing this gospel. And Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumors spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die, but that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, if I wanted him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? And that manners a good lesson. Yeah, Let's stop, stop comparing, comparing ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. Which we also need to stop doing that right. as well. Yep. Yep. This disciple is the one who testifies to these things and has recorded them here. And we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that could be written. Yeah, one of my favorite chapters in Scripture. It is. It's a great, Beautiful chapter. great chapter, you bet. Psalm 80, was it 86 and 87? Yes. Is the corresponding mm-hmm. Psalms for today. And, Dad, I think you had. Do I have it? <laughs> I believe so. All right. Oh, yeah, 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 I've got it. So. You bet. Psalm 86, verse 15 is the one. And that is, but you, O Lord, are a merciful and gracious God, slow to get angry, full of unfailing love and truth. And we just saw that in the chapter mm-hmm. that we just read. And so maybe today you picked up scripture and uh, you have those nagging things in your past that just kind of remind you, especially maybe when you pray or you read scripture, you get in church, or maybe when life seems to be doing well and you just kind of have that nagging thing in your past that says, you don't deserve this, you don't deserve this, how could God want you? It's just simply, simply not true. We saw that in John today and we see that in Psalms. That is his character. He's merciful and gracious full of unfailing that is unconditional love and that drives us to repentance that drives us to live to honor him so let's do that today